Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Oh, Great Luke, yes. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Choose 
Shalom, Israel. Shalom to the 12 tribes worldwide. Shalom to Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulon, Manasseh, Ephraim, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gab, Reuben, Asher, Naphtali, and Issachar. To the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, Seminole Indians, Argentinians, Chinese, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans. Those people of uh, Negro, so-called Hispanic, and Native American descent that, that are scattered throughout North, Central, South America, here in the Western Hemisphere, Shalom, 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 shalom. And again, to the 12 tribes worldwide, because we know that we are scattered to the four corners of the earth, uh, being the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, being the, 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 the ancestral lineage, the ancestral um, um, people uh, that most led through the Red Sea, that we are the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. You have reached the ISBHPK um, Bible Talk, that is the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge Bible Talk Podcast. Thank you and, and welcome. My name is Mashaba. And we do have schools uh, uh, within the ISBHBK community or network, if you will. Uh, we have school locations in San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Norfolk, Virginia, and Rochester, New York that are under the, the, uh, under the, the shield, if you will, the umbrella of the ISBHBK, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. But we, uh, we say shalom to all people of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, to all the camps, to all the teachers, to all the brothers and sisters um, that are out there doing the work. And I'm, I'm going to update some of this music, my music uh, catalog, my introductions, and, and get some of these other brothers. Uh, I was, this past, today's, today's Monday, um, January 2nd, right, or 1st, I forget, um, the 2nd, January 2nd, and this past Sabbath, um, me and my kids, uh, my, my two youngest kids, um, Idar and Rakamaya, if you had a chance to meet them, um, we had that. Uh, uh, we went over scriptures uh, Friday night, uh, beginning of the Sabbath. But then on Saturday, um, we were just uh, here in the house, and we were having uh, uh, Hebrew Israelite karaoke, uh, just going over Hebrew Israelite songs and just singing them and rejoicing and praising the Most High. It was it was really something nice. It was really something nice you know, with, with me and the kids, and then. Uh, Sunday, we actually went over to, to the Brother Tuss Paul's crib, and we had uh, what was supposed to be brunch, which wound up being turning into a breakfast dinner, I guess. Uh, and then uh, there was karaoke that night, karaoke then over over Tuss Paul's, and that that was some that was some 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 something <laughs> some um something fun, something fun. Um, it was cool. It was it was cool. It was cool. But getting to the point why I even brought that up is that um, the kids had shown me uh, my daughter Rocky. They showed me a lot of Hebrew Israelite music that I had not been in touch with, and some of it literally it's like even three and four years old that I was just out of tune with. So I'm going to update something at the music library um, uh, here for the the, uh, 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 the the podcast, the Bible Talk uh, podcast, and just update it a little bit. Um, with that, um, as you know, I'm trying to start this thing with the prayer list. Um, 
uh, like to add to the prayer list, um, uh, my wife's brother, uh, uh, Jeff. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going by Jeffrey, Jeff, or Shemaiwan, um, uh, down there in Florida. He's definitely in the work, um, uh, being a, a member of the uh, IUIC down there and, and getting the word out in, uh, in Miami. Um, uh, he's, 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 he's been uh, under the weather. So send a shout-out to him, um, a prayer request to him. Everybody, as, as, you, as you're doing your prayers, you might include them in your prayers. Um, a pray, a shout-out to the brother uh, Aaron, um, the sister Robin's husband, um, uh, who, who had, had signs of a heart attack. Um, we want to send a special uh, a prayer request up to him and to the families up there and what they have going on. Um, we want to send a, 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 a prayer request to uh, Todd's father's family. Um, who, who just suffered another death of, of, of Tazapah's nephew. Um, we'd like to send some, uh, uh, you know, Mosabi and strengthen the, um, uh, the, the living uh, family members as they're going through that, through that trauma and going through that, 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 that experience and everything. Um, and just for any, anybody else who might be going through anything, um, it says the prayer of the righteous availeth much. So uh, not, to, not that anybody's been... been uh, Eliminated by name, uh, by choice. Uh, the sister Becky in, in Albuquerque uh, will send a prayer request up uh, for her um, as she's going through um, RSV and COVID. And speaking of that, also uh, another prayer request going out for the brother Jock. For those who might be familiar with the brother Jock here in San Antonio, um, who just recently lost his his his, uh, his child to RSV. Um, we want to send a special prayer request out for them. And, and, and for the things that they might be going through, uh, that they might be strengthened in the spirit and power of Christ in the most high and, and, and come more into the knowledge, come more into the light um, of understanding uh, God and his, and his plans and his mercy. Uh, we want to send a, a shout out to the family, a prayer request to the family of, of Waridaya as they're dealing with the, um, uh, uh, the, the, their mother being called back home, being called back to paradise um, down there also in Florida. Um, and the family is going through some things right now. Uh, we're going to send a, request, a prayer request out to them um, that, that they might be, uh, be strengthened in the spirit power and, and love and mercy of the Most High um, as they're going through the, the loss of, the, of their mother. Um, as, as the body is, 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 is at rest, well, the body is, is, is at rest, and the spirit we know is with the Father um, and is definitely at rest, like, like, like the scripture does say. Um, and again, just for all the twelve tribes, all the twelve tribes uh, worldwide, that the Most High will strengthen us. It, it's a bittersweet um, 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 mindset that we, we that we're put into, knowing that from Matthew chapter twenty-four, and let me pull that up real quick. Matthew chapter twenty-four and verse. Um, let me let me find it. Let me find it. Matthew 24, and it says here, um, forgive my eyes, brother, says, please forgive my eyes. Here, yeah, yeah, Matthew 24, verse 22. The book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 22, and it says, and remember, this is Christ telling us, uh, giving us some of the prophecies that, that, was going, that were going to be taking place, 
um, before his, 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 his second return uh, back to deliver and save the nation of Israel. That one of the one of the one of the of the the, the signs, one of the prophecies, and one of the some of the events that will be taking place during this time is this right here, uh, Matthew chapter twenty four verse twenty two, and it says, "And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened." So, if we understand what, what this is saying, we just take take a second to meditate on this, that. And this, again, why it's, it's a bittersweet time that we're in, and that is bitter because the truth of the matter is Christ is telling us that except these days be short, there should no flesh be saved, that if, if he doesn't shorten the time that it takes to deliver the nation of Israel, forget another 10 years, another 20 years, forget another five years, that if these days don't get shortened, that if he doesn't cut the time short to come to save the, the elect, to come save the, the Israelites, he said, "There should no flesh be saved, not just among humans, but among among uh, animals." Um, I haven't done that, that 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 those type of shows in a minute, but um, we need to check out the, the mass animal um, um, deaths that, that have been taking place for the past five six years. It's a it's it's a wonder that there is any mo- any food in the in the uh, in the in the grocery stores. Uh, just to be honest, as far as any meat, that for the mass animal deaths. Uh, that take place constantly around, around the world. I, I don't know what what food we're eating. I, I, I really don't. That death really is all around us, uh, which matches the, the the prophecy about the the pale horse uh, in Revelation. Behold the pale horse. That that death and hell followed after him. That we're living in the times of death, brothers and sisters. We 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 really are, and it's bittersweet because we know that these things have to happen before Christ gets here. But then we have to endure these things that there's going to be a lot of death. And I guess it, it's more bitter than sweet because a lot of us still, have, still walk with the, um, uh, a lot of us still walk with the uh, mindset. If you want, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to be gentle, if you will. Um, we still walk with the, uh, 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 good morning, Becky. Um, Mr. Bahá'í had this mindset that once we kind of come into the knowledge of being Israelites and, and, and now we start actually worshiping and following Christ the way he wants to be worshipped, that we're not supposed to uh, endure, have to go through any types of trials, pains, and tribulations, um, uh, which is really deceptive. Um, that as much as it's almost as deceptive as, as prosperity teaching, that now that I'm in the knowledge and I'm keeping the commandments and I'm doing this, I'm, I'm learning about, I'm learning more and more about, about the true Messiah. I'm learning more and more about the true Christ. I'm uh, learning more and more about the Bible. I'm doing more reading than ever before. Um, that uh, we're supposed to be on the road to riches and prosperity. Um, that now there's not supposed to be a need for struggle. Then now there's not supposed to be a need to have to suffer or feel um, or endure anything. But that, that's just it. But says we do have to endure. We do have to endure. But that, thank, thank the Most High and his, his, his love, his mercy, his grace, um, and his kindness and his long suffering. He left us the scriptures. He left us the scriptures for, for, to, to comfort ourselves. Um, 
that we don't have to just turn to this being the victim and, 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 and just laying up, just um, uh, feeling that, like there's no hope, feeling like there's, the, there's, there's no um, um, there's no hope, there's a feeling of hopelessness. But that's, that's, that's not what's going on. That if we come back and look and understand that as the prophecies are taking place, and we're seeing we're living in these times where no flesh is, is, is going to be saved from, from the COVID, from the, um, uh, the, the RSVs, from the, 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 the cancers, the, 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 the diabetes, the heart attacks, the, the, the gun violence, the, um, the high blood pressure, the um, um, just diseases, period, uh, as well as, you know, uh, uh, SIDS, the sudden infant, infant, infant deaths, and the, um, everything that, 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 that we're facing, that all this is prophesied that it must happen, but it's also prophesied that after these things, it, that's where Christ is going to come. That's also prophesied, um, and and that um, there's going to be no more death, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more no more um, no more sicknesses. That it's all going to be wiped away. Um, like this, like it says in Romans, it says, "Oh, death, where is thy sting?" That death is going to be it's no longer going to reign over, reign in us. All right, that 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 it's going to finally be over. He he said he's going to wipe away all tears from our eyes. But yeah. We're going to have to go through these things, and, and yes, we're going to have to endure. We're going to have to endure. And if a person does not study, I, I, I'm going to keep ringing that bell, ringing that bell, ringing that bell. Uh, the more a person doesn't study and just wants to get caught into their emotions and their sorrow and their feelings, um, good luck. Uh, good luck. Um, you're going to make a lot of wrong decisions. That as much as a person really wants to be caught in just, just sorrow and, 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 and be in this thing of just woe is me and pity me and, 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 and I just want to be in, in anguish and I just want to be in despair and I just want to be in, 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 um, uh, in just sorrow. And to escape my sorrow and my bitterness and my anger and, my, and, and, my, and my, the, the anguish, I just want to find some comfort in whatever I can. Not the scriptures, not studying, but any any placebo that can be given me, any 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 substitute that can be given me um, to escape the reality of, of God's reality. Give me anything possible so that um, I don't have to face reality, and I can live my life, and I, I can be and and not have to obey God's word. Is what it comes down to. I don't have to obey God's word, but I want sorrow, and I want pity, and I want the. Uh, um, uh, I want the excuse to say because of my sorrow and my pity, that's why you can't, it's, it's not right that you expect me to have to keep the commandments. It's not right that you should expect I should be studying and I should be reading. Don't you see what I'm going through? And that's, that's just not the way it is, brothers and sisters. Um, that's not, that's, that's not going to be good. So when we go to Acts chapter 14, verse 22, the book of Acts chapter 14, verse 22, it reads this. It says, confirming the souls of the disciples. Now, as I was having this, this, this talk with my children, my, my two youngest children, um, Idan and Akamaya, because they, they, they're, they're currently in public school, um, you know, I asked them, what's the purpose of having a test? Uh, uh, why does the teacher give tests? Why is the teacher, um, whatever subject you might, might, might be involved with, why is there a test at the end of every week? And... Yeah, it, it was said very, 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 very wisely um, that it's, it's to see what you learned, that are you going to uh, see, to see what you've learned and 
are you putting, giving your mind over to the subject, to the things that are being taught? Are you actually learning so that there's a test? Did you really learn? Did you really apply your mind to meditate on these things that, that we're going over? Because it's very important. So then at the end of the week, yeah, um, there's a test given. And that's also why a teacher will give homework. It's homework. Take it home and work on it at home so that it can get in your mind. You know, practice makes perfect. Uh, repetitions. You're going over it more and more and more so that you can actually learn it. It gets a part of your brain. It becomes a part of you. You're, you're, being, you're actually learning something. So in keeping that concept in mind, come back now and read Acts chapter 14, verse 22 with that mindset now where it says, confirming the souls of the disciples. And if we remember what the word disciple means, disciple means a student. So it says to confirm the souls of the students. Are, you, are we really Christ's students? Are we really a student of Christ? Is Christ really our Lord and Savior? As much as we might have been taught that in going to church or some type of religion and to say, Jesus, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Uh, he's my master. To, to say that he's your Lord and Savior is to say that you're going to obey him and him only. That whatever he wants you to go through, whatever he wants you to do or deal with or what have you, you're going to deal with it because he is your Lord and Savior. <coughs> he is the master. To say he's our king, um, that means that we're going to only follow him and his ways. So it says confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Have, you really, have we really been learning? Are we really studying? Or is it more about not studying and I'm just going to find some type of pleasure? I'm just going to find some type of escape. Um, I don't want to deal with, the, with God's realities. I want to in, in, interject and only deal with what I make a reality. My feelings, my emotions, my perspectives, my opinion, how I see and how I'm dealing with things. I only want to deal with that. I don't want to study the scriptures um, to understand God's reality and what times we're living in. You know, like Romans chapter 13, verse 11 says, and that knowing the time, that now it's high time to awake out of sleep. That, and again, when you think about that whole concept also, it's, uh, and that knowing the time, that now it's high time to awake out of sleep. How hard is it to wake somebody who sleeps? Somebody who's been in, in, in a real sound sleep. How hard is it to wake that person up? And, and, and how often does that person want to hit the, the snooze alarm? They want to go back to sleep. They want to get another five minutes, another ten minutes. Um, they, they, they don't want to get out of the bed. Uh, it, for, it might, putting their feet on the cold floor. Uh, I just don't want to get up. I'm cozy. I'm, 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 I'm comfortable. Uh, I'm enjoying this dream that I'm having, the vision that I'm having, and what I'm doing in this dream, and I don't want to wake up. But it's time for us as Israelites, as we see what's taking place across the world, Israelites are waking up uh, on a, uh, um, faster than has ever been recorded in, in, in written history of Israelites returning back to their nationality, of us coming back to the understanding that we are the Israelites. We've never seen this, uh, this population explosion uh, like this. This is very historic times that we're living in. Um, unprecedented times that we're living in 
the amount of, of, of Hebrew Israelites that are waking up to the knowledge that we are the Israelites and believing it, waking up to the understanding and, seeing, and seeking out and getting the understanding that we are the people of the book. We've never seen the, 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 these type of numbers um, just on YouTube. And, and, again, that's not something that can be observed. If you just look at, at, at the camps on YouTube, what about those camps that aren't on YouTube? What about the, the camps in South America, the camps in Central America, the camps oh, more in Africa, more camps that are in, in, in Jamaica, in Haiti, in, in St. Thomas, in uh, Bahamas, in Trinidad, in, in uh, uh, Dominica, not, not, not the, the uh, um, Dominican Republic, but Dominica, that how many people are waking up to the fact that we really are the Israelites? It's an unprecedented numbers. I mean, to where there's camps. I've seen with IUIC, it's it, it, it got some camps in India. I know the Mashra Yashala, the brother Parazah, and the brother Staniala have even gone um, uh, and done some, some evangelizing in India, done some evangelizing in um, uh, um, Iran, in Iraq. Um, there's Israelites going um, uh, to Philippines, to Guam, to uh, 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 the Samoan Islands, uh, Hawaiian Islands, and prophesying to the Israelites that miscarried there, that we've never seen it taking place on such a global level like we're seeing at this time, of not just being, of course, this, this religious, spiritual Israelites, that, that um, I'm, I'm a Jehovah's Witness because I'm a spiritual Israelite. I'm a Mormon and I'm a spiritual Israelite. I'm a Baptist and I'm a spiritual Israelite. No. We're having Israelites coming back and seeing, seeing out the records, getting the knowledge, getting the understanding, getting the, 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 the archaeology that, no, the truth of, our, of who we are, we really truly are the Israelites. Not, not, not in a religious sense, but, I mean, the, 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 the movies that the, the brother Ronald Dalton is putting out, Hebrews to Negroes, um, that through the DNA, coming and showing that uh, the Israelites are melanated and that that's who we are. All, again, through Africa, uh, in China, in Japan, uh, uh, Korea, that there's Israelites scattered all over, including the Philippines. We've never seen this type of population explosion like we're seeing now, which is a very beautiful thing. But it says now, with all this taking place, which is a, a beautiful thing, in the book of Acts chapter 14, verse 22, it says this, confirming the souls of the disciples. To confirm something is, is to recognize. How do you recognize who is actually a disciple? Who really is a student of Christ or um, Yahashua, as we was also going down over that one on, on Friday night with the, with the kids. Yahashua, Joshua, Jesus, um, Yeshua, uh, Yahweh Shai. Who is actually being a student of the Christ? a student of the Messiah who is actually sitting their butts down and learning, meditating, studying, really giving their minds to what the scripture says and not just how they feel. I feel this way. I feel that way. Uh, uh, and you're not recognizing how I feel. Come on, stop, stop, stop. Are you a student? Are we being students of Christ or not? And again, not to be called, I'm not trying to be just the, the, the cold bastard um, that I'm sure I'm being called right now by whoever might be listening right now, but yes, 
People passing away, we're supposed to mourn. People dying, the scripture says to mourn. But, and it says only for a certain amount of time, for seven days. Then after that, we're supposed to be using the scriptures to comfort ourselves. We're supposed to be using the scriptures to understand the process that the most has, has going on. So now, as, as, as we are facing these times of death, and I can't get around that, brothers and sisters, I know we want to also put a, a, pretty, a pretty pink bow on this and making that seem so bad. And I'm supposed to really, can't you relate to what people are going through? That, that why can't I just, just uh, wallow in my sorrow? Why can't I just wallow in my feelings? Why can't I just wallow in, 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 in self-pity? Why are you being so cruel? Why are you being so mean? No, we're supposed to be using the scriptures to be Christ's disciples. That as these events happen, these things happen, are we using the scriptures? Or am I just being left to focus on what my flesh is feeling? What my heart is feeling? Come on. If it's about what my heart feels, didn't Christ tell us in the scriptures? Or didn't the scriptures tell us in Jeremiah 17 and 4? Um, the heart deceitful above all things and desperately wicked? Didn't, didn't Solomon tell us in Proverbs that he that trusts in his own heart is a fool? Come on, y'all. I, um, again, coming back to Acts chapter 14, verse 22, it says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. The, the faith of what, brothers and sisters? The scriptures. Not the faith of how you feel. Not the faith of, 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 of a dream you had. And we've, we've been going over that topic lately also about dreams. Come on, y'all. Stop, y'all. If it's about a dream, then why is the book here? Damn. And, yes, I, I'm feeling a little passionate because people give their minds over too much vanities and bullshit but won't give an eighth, a, a 16th, a 32nd, a 64th their mind or energy to the scriptures, but it's all about making sure everybody knows how they feel. Everybody's got to relate and, and, and deal with me according to how I feel. Forget the scriptures. It's about how I feel, and you, you got to relate to how I feel. We got to stop this, brothers and sisters. This is what got us in trouble in the first place. So again, Acts chapter 14, verse 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. And that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. I, I don't know how much more black and white that can get. That we must, must, not might, not, not um, uh, it's a chance, not um, uh, maybe. And that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, Philippians 129 um, Not only is it in behalf to, to believe on Christ But to suffer for him That these are things that we have to do Do we really believe in the scriptures Are we really putting our faith in what the scripture says Or is it really just about how I feel And again For a person who doesn't study when you study and, and, and really meditate more on how you feel and your emotions, but it's not about the scriptures, I mean, forget, just totally throwing away, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Forget all that. I'm not going to study the Bible. I'm going to let these spirits, this spiritual wickedness, consume me. I'm going to let my feelings and my emotions just consume me to where the scriptures have no meaning. I'm not thinking about the scriptures. I ain't thinking about that. I'm only thinking about my emotions, my feelings, what I'm going through. And then I'm going to get mad at anybody who's trying to bring me scriptures, and especially the scriptures that's not agreeing with how I feel. I, 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 if that's how you're rehearsing, if that's how you, you, you're preparing for when Christ gets here, then that's how you're preparing. That's how, that's how you are getting yourself ready for Christ's return. That's you. That's you. Okay. Christ did talk about the, the, the ten virgins. Five were, five were wise and five were foolish. The foolish weren't trying to get ready for the return of Christ. They, was, they found other things more important. They found other things of more significance. They didn't, I, I, I can't say what they were thinking, but I know that the, the, the scripture says they didn't get themselves ready for Christ's return. And when Christ came, the ones that were ready, when were Christ into the wedding chamber? And the others were cut off. They were shut off. And Christ said there's going to be a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's going to be a lot of people that had, had the opportunity to, to partake in, in, in the salvation, but would rather meditate and study and focus on their feelings, their emotions, and not reading and studying the scriptures. And like I said, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm only saying that I'm coming this way for how the, these thoughts of, about death. I've, I've had a, a, an old family friend um, from, from, from when I was a little kid with, uh, with my parents. He just passed away. Uh, prayers, prayers going out to, to, to Annette uh, and, and, and the Stewart family. He just passed away. Um, and the way it's hitting my, my mother and my father, that, that I think, I believe in my father's high school class reunion, the last reunion he went to about six or seven years ago, there was only like six people still alive from his high school reunion. Think about that. There's, from his high school reunion, they were down to the last six people alive of his high school reunion. That's a lot of death. That's a lot of death. Cool, but I just got an important test that I've been looking for. All right, cool, cool, cool. So there's a lot of death. And and we're going to be living in these times. This, this is the time we're living in, brother and sister. That's what I'm trying to say. This is the time we're living in. And that when we're talking about salvation and talking about deliverance, which is the, 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 the subject of, of, of the class, let's go ahead and go there. Let's go ahead and go there. Um, again, except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Um, let's go to First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 
First um, Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. First uh, Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen, and this is what it says. It says, "Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written." He taketh the wise and the own craftiness. I, 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 we're going to the scripture right now, brother and sister, because there's, there's this general feeling. This is why, the, you know, uh, even in, 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 in the introductory songs that I use, um, uh, Choices uh, by the sister Yapa, uh, it says, is it, a wide, is it a wide way to heaven? No, no, no. There's not a wide path to heaven. There's not a wide path to the kingdom of, of, of heaven, to the kingdom of God. It's not wide, meaning there's going to be a lot of people going in at the same time. That's just not, that, that's not reality. That's, that's not the way it is. And the reason I'm, I'm trying to bring this out and, try and, 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 and open this up is that there's this belief that, well, if everybody else is feeling this way, then how come that's not right? But don't, if, if, um, isn't it just, just the, you know, the, the, the sayings that people use? Um, isn't it normal to think like everybody else? Isn't, isn't it um, uh, common sense to think like everybody else? No, it's not. But that's what this world leaves you with, that if everybody else is doing it, and remember, and the brother Tazi Paul brings up every time in his class, a lot of times in, in, all, in all his classes. Some of y'all grew up with parents or somebody who said, if, if, as a child, you might ask if you can go, um, go do something. And the parents said no. And the child's reply or rebuttal was, well, such and such family's doing it. And the parent would say, well, since this time we jump off a bridge, we jump off a bridge also. That just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's right. But we keep that, we stay with that mentality that because we don't study, I'm, I, I think I just really just cut to the chase. Because the person doesn't study to get the mind of Christ, because the person doesn't want to put the work in to change their mind to think the way Christ thinks, and to think what the most I thinks, it's easier to sit back and just watch to see how everybody else reacts. So if everybody else is, is, is reacting this way towards an event, and, and I see everybody else doing it, then that must be the right thing to do. Then let me go ahead and react the same way they're reacting, because that's easy. That doesn't require thought. That doesn't require studying. That doesn't require reading. I get to sit back, and if I see everybody else crying, then you know what? Okay, then I'm going to start crying. If I see everybody else doing this, then forget the scriptures because I, I ain't studied. I, how can you forget something you ain't never looked at anyway? I guess that's the question I should be throwing out there. How can a person forget something they've never looked at or read or thought about anyway? But it's so much easier to just look at how people react and then follow their reaction. Because remember, 2 Timothy 2.15 tells us what? Study to show yourself approved unto God. 
of workmen that need us not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It takes work to study God's word. But a lot of people don't want to study God's word. It's just easier to sit back and uh, let me look at how everybody else is reacting, and then that's I'll just go with that. Uh, let me follow the, as, as, as David said in, in Psalm chapter 1, let me follow the counsel of the ungodly. I'm going to follow people who don't follow the Bible, who don't think about the Bible, who don't, who don't use the Bible at all, and because they're crying or they're sad or they're, they're happy at, at, at something that God's not happy with. And because that's how everybody else acts, and I see how they act, that must be right. But not one scripture's come to mind. Nothing they've studied to now combat the emotions, the sentiments, the thoughts that come to the mind. It's just well, that's how everybody else is doing. And then we're taught that as kids. And it's funny how in one statement it can be said, well, if everybody else is doing it, if everybody else is jumping off a bridge, we jump off a bridge. That we said in one in one instance, but it's constantly reaffirmed, or constantly, constantly. Put into a, a, a person's mind, well, it, who else was doing that? If you didn't see nobody else doing that, then why did you think it was right? You see how like, hypocritical this society is? Then in one instance, it's about don't follow everybody. If they're going to jump off a bridge, if it goes against my feelings, if it goes against what I think. But then in another instance, the same teacher or parent or whoever is saying, well, is everybody else doing this? Is everybody else doing that? I'm being joined by the brother Gabarkawa. Let me let me merge this call. Gabarkawa, shalom, shalom. Are you there? Shalom, sir. Yahweh by Shem Yahweh Shem Yahweh Yahweh by Shem Yahweh Shem Brother, what's good? What's good? What's good? Um, just uh, trying to actually. Um, Trying to get in on this on this spectrum thing, I had to do an assessment this morning, and I just finished it. Uh, and and so I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting I'm getting uh, the read in on with you if I could, if you needed let's, me. Let's do it. I, always, I, always. Two better than one. Always. Um, huh. We're in First Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. First Corinthians. Uh, chapter 3 and verse 18? Yep. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 reads, Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may become wise. So now if, if we're looking at this scripture, once again, a lot of people deceive themselves because they go by the wisdom of this world. They go by how the world reacts that instead of studying the scriptures and, and, and changing their mind and adjusting their mind to have the mind of Christ, they look at how people in the world react and how people in the world do things, and then they're like, well, if that's how people in the world react, then isn't it common or common, uh, isn't, it, um, uh, isn't that a good way to do things? If, if that's how everybody else is doing it, then I should be doing it that way also. That if this is how pe- other people react, I should be reacting the same way also. But for us as Hebrew Israelites, no. For us as Hebrew Israelites, as things happen around us, um, um, amongst us, what have you, we're not supposed to be going by the common reactions of, of people. We're supposed to be going by what the Scripture says. 
And we're supposed to be adjusting our mind to the mind of Christ. But I swear we got this mentality of we're going to make Christ, we're going to adjust Christ's mind to us. We're going to adjust God's mind to us. That I'm not going to follow what God says because I don't read. I ain't going to follow what God says because I don't study. Because that would mean I got to put the work in to change my perspective. I got to put the work in to ignore my emotions. I got to put the work in to ignore my senses and then look at things the way the Most High looks at things. So a lot of people deceive themselves and they think they're being wise. But it says, now, for whatever world that we come up in, if I came up in the Baptist world and now I'm trying to apply the water, this is came up in the Baptist world, then doing things the way the Baptists do it, that would seem wise. Because that's what all the Baptists are doing. If it's a, a Catholic church, then every Sunday we go, we go up in there and we eat the cracker and we drink the grape juice, um, that, that, hey, that seems wise. That's what we uh, also go to the confessional um, and, and, and uh, what have you. That would seem wise. And I'm not just getting on Catholics, Baptists, and Methodists. I'm trying to give some examples of, of you know what, let me try, try and give this perspective. We can watch a lot of movies, and the movies will be deemed patriotic. It's where those that are standing up for America and for um, American values, and there's always the, the – that would be the protagonist. The protagonist is the pro. That, that's, that's, that's the good guy, the protagonist. Um, the antagonist is the one who's coming against the American way. He's the terrorist. Um, he's the back. He's the villain um, that that has now done something against the American values, or whatever. And now the whole movie is is, is based on this. Um, now the American pro- protagonist uh, getting revenge. The American protagonist now taking matters, taking laws, taking things into his own hand, and and forget the law, forget rules, forget uh, the Constitution. This protagonist now can, can be an outlaw, can be doing things totally illegal according to even the laws of America, but the fact that he's now getting revenge, he be looked at as being patriotic and heroic. That type of mentality has been, has, is deep in the minds of our people to where we can look at movies and have y'all ever noticed that in, in, that let the movie have the, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman or child, there's automatically some sympathy. It's automatic. It's a woman, a blonde-haired woman, and, or a little blonde-haired, blue-eyed child. My goodness. <laughs> Crazy bear. <laughs> for real, right? Uh, a man of, uh, a man of, man of fire? For real. Yeah. That... that I was even watching the movie Hancock uh, uh, recently. Why is this nigga Will Smith, his wife, is a blonde-haired white woman? And now the love story behind the struggles that he got to go through, and they've had to fight through for the past 3,000 years, and now he's got to get shot, and he's got to give his life for her. Get the f- Come on, man. Is this type okay. of programming? 
<laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So that so that she can she can be carnal. Yeah, so, so she, she can, can so, so she, she can, can go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just you know, just just reiterating that <laughs> So she yeah. can marry Jason uh Jason Bateman. She can be married in an adulterous affair with another white boy and their white child. Really? But it's that sentiment. And it's these type of feelings that we get attached and the, the sentimental feelings, feelings the, 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 the emotional attachments that, that this type of, of, of bullshit has been programmed in our minds to, to go by the feelings the, the, and, and the patriotism of, of that. Now, if we take this, these same narratives and look at it from the other side, uh, from, from, if we look at it from, because they always paint the Arabians as the terrorists. But if we was to actually go and live in Arabia uh, and some Arab, uh, Arab nations and then look at the colonization and the terrors that America has committed against the people of, of other lands, you're damn right America is an enemy. You're damn right America does evil. The, the whole image of, of John Wayne, of, of, of the white boy with the cowboy hat, um, the George Bushes, the Donald Trumps, hell yeah, they're criminal acts committed by white people around the world. And when people get revenge about what white people have done, they're deemed terrorists. They're deemed evil for even paying back America for what America's done. And if we get over here, we, we've been programmed that, you know, it's a sense of patriotism. That, that we need to get, get caught up into the emotional, uh, the emotional um, uh, ties of what's going on, and we're being deceived. And that mentality we're being deceived. That they, and then what does every, every coach know about a black athlete? If you want to get the best out of them, tap into the emotions. You have to tap into our emotions. Therefore, the white athletes, it's all about practice and technique. So what they'll teach you, practice beats talent any day. That a, a, a black athlete, just from the emotion and the athleticism, but send them out of the emotions, top notch, top notch. But get somebody who will put the hard work in and the practice to learn techniques. They'll beat the emotional athlete all day, all day. Everything is centered around our people to tap into our emotions, to tap into how we feel, but not to tap into what the Most High says, to not tap into what the Scripture says. We are trapped with these feelings. And we are, everything we do is based on how we feel. Everything we do is based on what we see, but it got nothing to do with the Scriptures. So a lot of us be deceiving ourselves. So it said, let no man deceive, deceive himself, if any man among you seem to be wise in this world, and brothers and sisters, I, I don't know how, I could make a whole class out of this. And I, don't, I really don't want to, but damn. How many Israelites had to operate in this world without knowing they were Israelites? By the billions that we've had to go through generations upon, upon generations upon generations upon generations of people 
not knowing that they're Israelites. Now, a person might say, well, what the hell are they going to do with anything, Mashaba? If you don't know that you're an Israelite, you don't know what God's, what God's true purpose for you is. If you don't know what God's true purpose for you is, there's no way that you're doing things right in the eyes of God. You, you don't know what the hell you were really created for. So you're lost in the abyss. You're lost in darkness trying to find anything you can hold on to. The ways of the world. Because it's not been revealed to you by the Most High. So you're on straight survival mode. Whether it's surviving the streets or surviving college, surviving business, whatever the hell might that you're trying to do to survive, you're left with the wisdom of that place. That's got nothing to do with the wisdom of the Most High. You don't even know you're an Israelite. That's why a lot of our people have become atheists. Why? Because for what was taught in church, compared to the reality of, of the world, that church shit don't work. That church shit don't work. That love one another, turn the other cheek, that shit don't work. Nice guys finish last. It's a dog-eat-dog world. Me and mine got to eat. Money, power, respect. That's the type of things that we learn from this world. And by operating in that way and, and those survival instincts, we've deceived ourselves. Thinking that God is with us when he's not. So, what's being told to us? First Corinthians 3, verse 18. Let huh. no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, read up from Agabar, let him become a fool that he may be wise. Then you gotta, you, we had to get to the point where we understand I don't know shit about the Most High. I don't know anything about God. I really don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. My mom, lover, God bless her heart. She don't know about the Most High. Dad, respect him, but you know what? He didn't know a damn thing about God in the Most High. Grandma loved her. She had she made the best. My grandmother made the best tea cakes. I don't know if y'all know what tea cakes are. It's, it, um, she was from Louisiana. It's a southern thing. They're like giant cookies, if you will. Oh, I can go over some right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> bring it out. Bring it out. Right, bring, bring it out, right? Yes, right. <laughs> as much as she could bake her butt off and and growing up and going to grandma's house and when we, we we'd go there every summer and we'd have the big barbecue where we'd go we'd go fishing. We'd get bluegill, bass, and uh, as much catfish as could be caught. We'd get uh um if my if my uncle and my grandfather said uh, went hunting and had had some, had a deer There'd be some deer meat. Obviously, there was going to be there was going to be some ham, and it was going to uh, uh, chitlins or chitlins, chitlins. There was going to be some chitlins, and and chitlins, chitlins is the pig's intestines. It's the intestines of the pig. 
and they would have to be cleaned. And being the you know that's where the, the poop is at. They had to the night before they would literally have to clean the poop out of the chitlins. Has a whole house smelling like boo boo. And you would clean the chitlin and then she 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 would get two five gallon um uh buckets, clean them out. <laughs> One five gallons after she cleaned it out, she would boil those intestines. Uh, imagine taking uh, uh, imagine taking toilet water with, with with crap in it and scooping it out and putting it on the stove and boiling it. That, that that is what chitlins is and what it smells like when you boil them, because it's literally the intestine. That's where it's holding the poop. God. So, so there'd be five gallons of chitlins that had been boiled. You can smell it outside for days. And then the other would be fried. The other five gallons she would do, she'd fry them. I just couldn't really get with the the boiled chitlins. And my cousins, oh, they loved it. But the hot sauce, forget about it. That was good. That's some good eating. <laughs> That's some good eating right there. For me, no, give me the fried chitlins with some ketchup. And then, you know, let me the fried liver. And obviously, again, the, the color greens with the, with the, with the, the ham hock and the um, uh, pig's feet. Pig's feet. Neck bones. Sucking the meat out of pig's neck bones. And you sop it up, all the juice, with some cornbread. Uh, some cornbread. And that was considered some good eating. And at the time... And, and then Grandma, she would always fix uh, a pecan pie with the, dark, the heavy dark carol syrup, um, a sweet potato pie, um, and, and probably baked some cakes. You can imagine the smell, what, what it must smell, smell like in, in Granny's house. Loved it, but guess what? Granny didn't know the most high. Papa could shoot, could shoot, could shoot the, the, the a tick off a dog's ass. But guess what? Papa didn't know, did not know the most high. So the things that they taught and passed on had nothing to do with God, had nothing to do with the Most High, that their traditions that, that they brought up the family in were, had nothing to do with God. A lot of emotions, a lot of sentiments, a lot of close family memories and relations, but not one of the things had anything to do with the Most High. And for a person now to trust in those things and lean on those things and hold to those things, you're deceiving yourself if you think you're getting close to God. And that because that's how you saw your mom act. That's how you saw your aunties act. That's how you saw your uncle or dad act. None of that had anything to do with the most high. Not a damn thing. Now, does that mean that, that they didn't love you? I'm not saying that, so don't get that shit twisted either. Yeah, they loved you, but Love and knowing the Most High is two different things. But we've been taught to associate their acts of kindness and their acts of love. that got to be God. That's not God. That's not the Most High. But that's what we've been conditioned to believe. And now they have to study and now go against those feelings? Oh, hell no. I don't want to hear what God got to say then. I don't want to hear that. Only tell, tell me how that 
my way of thinking and my way of feeling is good and it's right. And if anybody goes against my way of feeling or what I'm thinking, they're wrong. No, you're wrong. And who you're following is wrong. And you're deceiving yourself. Uh, next verse, uh, verse 19. Time. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 19 reads, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with the Most High. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. What you learn from your mom, your aunties, your grandma, your, your, your granny, your papa, your, your, your um, I don't know whatever words we might be using, uh, big daddy, uh, uh, big mama, uh, mama dupes. What you learn from them was wrong. It's foolishness when it comes to the most high. Foolishness. But we'll hold on to these things. Because it may, it, I can tap into my emotions. I can tap into my feelings. And if I keep going back to them about how I feel, obviously they're going to tell you what? Well, what you're feeling is correct, baby. Don't let nobody tell you you can't feel what you feel. Well, baby, what's your heart tell you, baby? Well, baby, you got to go with what your heart says. Even though the Bible says the heart is deceitful, Above all things, there's nothing more deceitful on the planet Earth than your goddamn heart. But Big Mama said, my auntie said, my titi my said, follow your heart. Well, what does your heart tell you? And if it's not follow your heart, it's follow your gut. Not follow the scriptures. Not follow the Bible, follow your gut, follow your heart. You, the wisdom of this world, in God's eyes, is foolish. And the more a person is going to try and keep following the wisdom that they got from this world, it's going to keep running into a brick wall with the most high. It's going to keep hitting the brick wall with the most high. Especially now that the Most High is trying to reveal to us and give to us his way of doing things, the actual right way of doing things. But we, we're so caught up into our emotions and who we learned it from and where we learned how to listen to my emotions, not study, not read, not comprehend what the Bible is saying. Go with your feelings. And this, this is why it, it, it's... This is why a lot of prophets were betrayed, and they're going to be betrayed in, the, in these days to come, because the prophets are going to be telling you what God's word says, and there's going to be a, a, a hatred developed towards them for telling you what the Bible says and not telling you what you want to hear. And this going to, that's why they put Christ to death. That's why they put many of the prophets of the Old Testament to death. And that's, why, and that's why a lot of disciples today and the prophets are going to be put to death. Because people are, are going to get mad because they can't go with their feelings and be accepted by God. I can't go with my feelings. I can't go with my emotions. And I have to change. But don't you know what I've been through? But don't you know what's happened to me? And you want me to change? 
That's not fair. That's not right. And and, and there's going to be a lot of betrayal. But Christ says it's going to happen. So be it. It happened to him. It happened to him. So it says, uh, so um, if we have the wisdom, if we, sorry. go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I thought go you, ahead. you were going to say read. My, my bad. <laughs> no, no. So if we have the wisdom of this world, uh-huh. then we're foolish to the most high. Whatever it is you really think and see and believe with your heart, because you feel it, because you see it, you, you, in God's eyes, you're foolish, especially after he's now trying to show you the right way. Especially if now he's trying to bring us back to his way of seeing things and looking at things. But we still want to hold on to our traditions, our emotions, that sentimental shit. Okay. All right. Um, from there, let's go to Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16. Okay. Isaiah chapter 34 and verse 16 <clears throat> reads, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth it hath commanded and his spirit, it hath gathered them. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and do what? And read. Read. <laughs> you sounded like Dobie Gillis. <laughs> the, the beatnik dude, uh, you know, Gilligan back in the day. Right, right, right. Todd, Todd. When he would say work, and he would go, work. <laughs> When you said read, <laughs> what you mean read? <laughs> Con, I want to read. People, people want to read the zodiac. People want to read the 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 uh, tea leaves. People want to read uh, bones. Um. A <laughs> uh, 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 bone. People people want to read palms. People want to read. Uh, have stuff on TikTok, stuff on Facebook, Harlequin novels. <laughs> we have an, we have an aversion to reading the Book of the Lord. We can read everything else. We can read we, we can read how 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 people feel about us. We can read that shit like 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 like. Inside private eyes, we can we can know exactly what this meant and that meant, but to put that same energy to read with the book, the book of the Lord, hell no. We can read weather signs. We can read when the eclipse means. But let me put the same energy into reading the book of the Lord. And I gotta apply my mind to what God says. No, but I can dash sure read the fucking zodiac. Hell yeah, I can go, I can go deep into the zodiac. But I won't. I won't put the breadth of an eyelash of effort into reading the Bible and to seeking what the Bible says. 
and somehow I think I'm being received by God? Somehow a person has deceived themselves into thinking that God's on their side? You're foolish in the eyes of God. You're a fool. When it comes to God, you don't make sense. Whatever it is you put together in your heart, in your mind, to God makes no sense. You're stupid. When it comes to God's sense, to how God puts things together. Because we don't seek out of the book of the Lord and read. Nothing that God has ever had written in the book has failed us. But you know what has failed us? Our hopes and dreams. How many times do you got to hear a person say, I've had my heart broken so many times. Well, why the fuck do you keep trusting it then? Don't break my heart. But, well, stop trusting to your heart and read the Bible then. I, 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 I trusted this person. I trusted that person, and they, they let me down. They broke my heart. Who the hell told you to trust in them? In the same chapter where Christ said, where God said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, he says, curse be the man and trust the man and make his flesh his arm. But you don't want to read that, do you? It's still about you trusting in your heart, and now I've had my heart broken so many times, I don't know what to believe. Are you serious? You've had your heart broken so many times, yet you can't believe what the Bible says? I know why you can't believe what the Bible says, because you don't read the Bible. You don't study the Bible. You don't try and see where God's coming from. You're hell-bent on trying to make sure God sees where you're coming from. All right, fool. All right, stupid ass. And I'm only using words that's in the Bible. God calls his people sottish, which means what? Stupid. Isaiah, the first chapter, he says, the ox knows his owner and the ass his master's crib, but my people do not know. They don't consider. So we're dumber than a bunch of jackasses. But I know that, that that's not the smooth things that that is what, that people want to hear, right? Oh, no. Hell no. <laughs> no, to, to tell me that I can be as foolish and as stupid when it comes to God as, as I want to be and be accepted. No. That's why it says, seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. Because what God says is going to happen is it has not failed ever. And when it says none shall want her mate, you cannot match your feelings with God's. God already told us in Isaiah chapter 55 what? Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your way of doing things is not God's way of doing things. For as the heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways and my thoughts higher than your ways. And we're thinking that, that somehow we it's about how I feel in my emotions, and now I'm, I'm, I'm seeing things on a spiritual level. This is the conversation I love hearing. Can we have an adult conversation? All right, cool, get your Bible. No, 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 no. Can we have an adult conversation? Cool, get your Bible. We need to have an adult conversation. Then get your Bible. 
how does adult conversation just focus on you yelling like a child? That's the adult conversation is you just, just coming out with all your emotions. You come out with all your feelings. That's not an adult conversation is you coming emotional. That's an adult conversation, but not the scriptures? Who's the fool? Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want. You can't match and put your emotions with the scriptures. But that's what a lot of people do. I find a, a scripture that goes with my emotions, and that means that means I'm right. Because I found a scripture that goes with my emotions. No. No. We have to adjust our emotions to fit the scriptures. For my mother has commanded, and his spirit has gathered them. For there, but you know, we're going Ephesians chapter 3, verse 4, 4 and 5. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. Come on. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 4, verses. No, chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 3. Chapter uh, verse four and five, it reads, "Whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ." We have to read to understand the knowledge. And then sit back, and then sit back and say, "Follow a dream." You got to read to understand the knowledge in the mystery of Christ. We have to read. It don't work no other way. We have to read. Reading on, please, sir. Verse 5, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. Damn. Guess what mystery was not made known to the sons of men? Why was God or Christ a mystery to people in other ages? They didn't read. Your mom, your grandma, your granny, your auntie, your tia, your titi, your 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 theo, your your your, your uh, 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 big papa, granny, grandpa. What are you gonna say? Art? No, I was gonna say cardinal, primo, <laughs> your cousin, your brother. Bring it up. Yeah, right. For for all of our uh, so-called Mexicans, Latinos. Guess what they didn't know because they didn't read. Guess what was hidden in their ages? The mystery of Christ. How to do things the way Christ wants things done. It was hid from them. Reading on, it said, in other ages, was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Good Lord, good Lord. It was it was hid in other ages, 
But now it is revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And before, we, before, before that becomes a, a a mystery, let's go to Proverbs 1. Time. Proverbs chapter 1. And we're going to go to Proverbs 22. Come. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 22 reads, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Damn, I mean, this is God talking, y'all, in case y'all, in case y'all missed that. How long, you simple ones, are you going to love simplicity? And scorners, uh, scorners somebody who rejects God's knowledge. He says, how long, and, and the scorners delight in their scorning. You really enjoy not following the Bible. Not following the scriptures, but following your own mind and your own emotions. And then you hate the knowledge of God as a fool. Read on. 22. Turn you. 23, I'm sorry. Um, 23. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make, make known my words unto you. That's it right there. How do you know you deal with the Spirit of God? When God says, I will make known my words unto you. That's when you know you're dealing with the Spirit of God, not a spirit. Because in the Bible, there's a lunatic spirit. There's a maniac spirit. <laughs> there's a, a, a foolish spirit. So, when you come back talking about the spirit showed you this and the spirit showed you that, stop. Stop. If it's truly of the most high, then he's making known the God's words unto you. That's the spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, let's get that. John fourteen twenty six. How do we know when we're dealing with the true spirit? The Holy Spirit. One, he's gonna make it's gonna make known God's words unto you. The scriptures. Saint John fourteen twenty six. Yes, sir. Saint John fourteen and twenty six reads But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the from the Father, even the Spirit of truth. Even the Spirit of what? The Spirit of Truth. The spirit of truth, read, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. The true spirit is going to do what? Testify about uh, Christ. Con. Making known the words of God to you. That's what the true spirit is going to do. So then what spirit is everybody else dealing with? 
Let's read 1526 now. That was 1426. Now let's read 1526. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. It's a lock here. That actually was 1526. Then read 1426. Um, 1426, I'm sorry. Um, they're very similar. Uh, St. <clears throat> John chapter 14 and verse 26. Everybody correct your notes. Everybody correct your notes. We just read John 50:26. Now we're reading John 1426. Go ahead. Time. But the comforter, which is holy, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father... The Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, read, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Now, a lot of people stop right there. It teaches me something. I've taught something. I, I, I heard this person. I was, walking, I, was, I was walking down a busy street, and I heard a person in a car say something. See, I must be the Spirit. That Spirit is trying to teach me something. I walked into a busy restaurant, and a guy had to be into an argument with his girl and said, uh, you stink. That's the spirit talking to me. No, that was a motherfucker talking to that, I'm sorry. That was somebody talking to somebody on the phone. That one tried to tell you nothing. He was talking on the phone. To whoever was on the other side of that phone. No, but the Spirit will teach me all things. Okay, let's continue reading. All right, let's continue reading. What is the Spirit, the Spirit from God, what's it going to teach you? Read. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Uh-oh. The Holy Spirit is going to bring, is going to teach us all things and bring all things to remembrance, such as what? Soever I have said unto you. Whatsoever Christ has said to us. The scriptures. Not, I, I, I heard a conversation and they must be talking to me. Brothers and sisters, do y'all remember? Maybe some of y'all don't because it, it is where it is. John chapter 3 verse 16. Is not John chapter 3, verse 16, a love letter from God to the nation of Israel? Is somebody else supposed to get happy? Is another nation supposed to get happy? And start to feel all warm and, and cozy inside? Because they read the message God was sending to the nation of Israel? No. Why? Because God loved the world of Israel that he sent his only begotten son. That if you're not a part of the world of Israel, he didn't send his only, his only begotten son to you. So in dealing with the Holy Spirit, or the true spirit, or a spirit, or the spirit, the spirit, 
if it's not bringing you the words of Christ, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's not the true spirit. You can let that go. The, 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 does anybody remember as a child? I, I know I'm not the only one. I, I, I'm, not the, I'm, I'm not the softest tool in the in the in the, in the box. I, I'm, uh, my elevator doesn't go all the way up to the top floor. I know it. <laughs> but but damn. How many times would it say to you, if the shoe fits, wear it? If 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 I try to tell you that this is you, but that's not you, why are you trying to put that shoe on? (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, Cinderella, right? Yes. It's funny how, (laughs) you know, only that shoe could fit on her foot. (laughs) And that's that's who the prince wanted, right? (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) That's who the most high wants. So if the spirit... Is that give is and that tell me the words of Christ? Right. That's not the Holy Spirit. I don't need to try and fit myself into whatever I heard, thinking that that's applying to me, that belongs to me. If it's not giving me a scripture, um, can somebody stop the washer for now while I'm doing the class? Is that okay? If the shoe don't fit, don't try to put it on. Another thing we used to always say, I, I, I got to bring out some of these archive things out. If you throw a rock into a pack of sleeping dogs, which one's going to bark first? <laughs> the one that gets hit. If the rock don't hit you, why are you barking? If this, the spirit that you think is talking to you is not giving you scriptures, don't pay it no mind. Let it go. Let it go. Because we're supposed to be more concentrating on what we're reading. The emphasis should be on what we're reading on every other distraction. From there, let's go to let me see here. Um, let's go to Second Timothy, Timothy chapter three, verse fifteen now. Second Timothy chapter three verse fifteen. Second Timothy chapter three verse fifteen. Second Timothy chapter 
3 and verse 15 <clears throat> reads, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ, Christ Jesus. Cool. Second Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15, says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. Remember, brother, says, I'm not going out back into the, into the whole being born again um, uh, teaching that Christ told us that in dealing with Christ, dealing with the Most High, you got to be born again. That we got to be born of the, now we got to be born of the Word. That now we got to be born in His image. Now we got to be born in, in His way of doing things. I'm not going through the whole class again. But now from a child, we're supposed to be knowing the Holy Scriptures. That from the time now we're waking up as Hebrew Israelites, we should be, uh, and knowing the holy scriptures, which are what able to make us wise unto salvation. If we really want to understand God's salvation, we have to know the holy scriptures. Now, when when Paul wrote this letter to Timothy, he was being literal. He was being literal, Timothy was raised up as a child, not just from the time he came to the truth. Timothy's parents made sure he was raised up from, from his youth, literally, if I mean, from, from a toddler in the scriptures. I'm not, just, I'm not just talking about, yeah, he was 22 years old when he came into the truth. I'm talking about, no, from Timothy being a child, his education was steep. His parents had him steeped. Not just in going to church, not just in going to, to, to vacation Bible school, they had, but they made sure his education was centered around the Holy Scriptures. Paul was being literal when, when he said this, when he wrote this. Now, the question I'd I like to ask you and put out there in a rhetorical fashion, uh, fashion, what Scriptures was he talking about? What scriptures did Timothy know from a child? It can't be the old, the New Testament, because the New Testament was being written. The majority of the New Testament was letters Paul was writing to the different cities that he was teaching in. So the Holy Scriptures were not talking about the quote unquote New Testament. The Holy Scriptures would have to have been what? What we know as today as the Holy Scripture, the Old Testament. That these were the things that Timothy was studying from the time he was a child. Having to look at the Old Testament to get the wisdom of what salvation is. Now, is it not ironic? Or is it not? Um, how does it? Doesn't that sound suspicious? Don't it sound suspicious? That our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our aunties, our favorite aunts, favorite uncles, whoever, grew up in a, in, a, in a time when all that was taught to us was the New Testament? Might even have been given a Bible that only had the New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. How would we then understand what salvation is if all we have 
is the New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs, if we're going to understand salvation. How would slaves understand salvation if all that they're hearing is the New Testament? How would they understand God's salvation if all they're reading and hearing, not even reading, because we weren't allowed to read, all they're getting is the New Testament? You know, being baptized, the Holy Spirit, service about your masters. And that's all we're hearing and all we're getting. And that, that, that Jesus is going to come in the clouds. That's all we're getting. How would we then understand what God's salvation really is? There's no way. So there's no way your mom, your dad, your favorite auntie, Amy, um, uh, granny, gramps, OG, primo, Theo, uh, abuela, whatever, there's no way in hell they would understand what salvation is. They're going to teach salvation is get a job. Salvation is uh, uh, get an education. Salvation is become a Freemason. Salvation is uh, uh, go to church. Uh, salvation is found in the Holy Quran. Salvation is in getting a, 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 a tattoo of the Virgin Mary on your back. Getting a tattoo of Caesar Regier on 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 the on your chest. Smoking cool super longs or peyote or voodoo or brujalia or santeria. Politics. We got to vote. That's all they would be able to teach you about what salvation is. Get a good credit score. You got to get good credit. That's how you're going to be saved. That would come from a people that are ignorant and foolish and don't know a damn thing about God. Get you a gun. That's how you can say yourself. Get you a gun, a knife. Cut somebody. That's what they would teach you. But they're not going to teach you to be able to teach you the holy scriptures, <clears throat> which are going to make you wise unto God's salvation. They're going to teach you. Read the scripture for one more time, huh? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. <clears throat> Time. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 reads, and, from, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. You know what they're going to teach you? Have faith in yourself. Don't have faith in the scriptures in Christ. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in your heart. Have faith in your feelings. Have faith in what I'm telling you. Have faith in how I make you feel. Have faith in those things. Do not. They cannot teach you to have faith in the scriptures because they don't know the scriptures. For what's been passed on from generation to generation to generation. Have faith in your money. Have faith in your material things. Have faith in a dream. They're not teaching to have faith in the scriptures. Have faith in a goddamn dream. Have faith in, in, in anything but the scriptures because I don't know the scriptures. I can't teach you. I never showed you the scriptures 
but have faith, have depend on people, education, money, credit. Have faith in that. Have faith in drugs. But do not have faith in the scriptures because I don't know the scriptures. Have faith in songs. I, I, I know gospel music, or I know the hell out of some gospel music. Master let us learn the shit out of some gospel music. But not scriptures. But not the scriptures. So now you grow up and grow up having the wisdom of this world, talking about what salvation is, but not what God is talking about, what God's talking about salvation and what we should put our faith into to achieve God's salvation. So let's do that then. Let's do that then. Let's just take a look at some of the Old Testament, the scriptures. Let's take a look at them, and maybe we can start to get a better sense. Maybe if a person that's so hard-headed, stubborn, stuck on stupid, stuck on uh, some really irrational shit, maybe if they, 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 a person can apply some humility, they might be able to see and now, hell, go back and read what the Bible's talking about. I should be able to go back and read what the scripture says. Let's go to Numbers. I'm sorry, Nehemiah. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 9. It's going to be a lot of reading. It's going to be a lot of read. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you just, I'm pretty much going to let you read. We're going to Nehemiah chapter 9. We're going to start at verse 9, and we're going to read through 27. And I'm going to say now, brother, do you have anything else to do today? Or this um, no. Well, then, I'm, uh, the, 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 the time is going to come up, and they're going to say it's going to be the countdown. But I'm going to just keep mm-hmm. going. I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stop at the two hours. I'm, I'm going to keep going. And if, if you're uh-huh. available, cool. If you're available, cool. Uh, number Nehemiah chapter nine. We start at verse nine. Let's, let's start there. <clears throat> Nehemiah chapter nine and verse nine. <clears throat> Nehemiah chapter nine verse nine reads, "And didst see the affliction of our fathers in Egypt, and heardest their cry by the Red Sea, and showed us signs and wonders upon Pharaoh." and all his servants, and on all the people of his land, for thou knewest that they dealt proudly against them. So didst thou get thee a name as it is this day. Cool. So what, 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 this is Nehemiah and all the priests are coming together and got all Israel together at this time, and we're confessing our sins to the Most High at this time. And we're, and we're talking about all the great things the Most High has done for the nation of Israel. He's, they're actually recapping the history of the Israelites. Um, going now, in this chapter, 
it started with Abraham and are, are talking about all the great things Mosai did for Abraham. Uh, and they're now talking about how, uh, what the Mosai did for the Israelites um, and all the great things he did against Pharaoh for our sakes to save us from the captivity of, of the Egyptians. And how the Mosai got him a great name, that his name wasn't great because we found out it was Yahweh. Well, his name wasn't great because we found out it was God. His name wasn't great because we found out it was Yahweh. His name was, became great for what he did to the Egyptians. His name became great for how he destroyed the Egyptians for our sakes. The strongest military, government, political power on the planet at that time, God got a rep at that time for what he did to the Egyptians to save us, the Israelites. Reading on now, verse, uh, to your verse 11. Okay. Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 11 reads, And thou didst divide the sea before them, so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land, and their persecutors thou threwest into the deeps as a stone into the mighty waters. Moreover, thou lettest them in the day by a cloudy pillar, and in the night by a pillar of fire, to give them light in the way wherein they should go. He was guiding us the whole time. He was guiding the Israelites the whole time. Now, it, was, it, was, it, it was in places that we've never seen before, places we've never been before. He was guiding us the whole way, in the daytime and the nighttime. He was, the point is, he was guiding us the whole time. We had to keep our eyes on him. He was the pillar, he, he was the pillar of fire or the pillar of the cloud. We had to keep our eyes on him to let him lead us in the way we, we should go. Go ahead. 13, thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai and spakest with them from heaven and gavest them right judgment and true laws, good statutes, and commandments, and made us known unto them thy holy Sabbath, and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses thy servant. So did. Go ahead. And gave us them bread from heaven for their hunger, and brought us forth water for them out of the rock for their thirst and promised them that they should go in to possess the land which thou hadst sworn to give them. He made sure we ate. He, sure made, he made sure we drank, that he was taking care of us. In the midst of our doubt, in the midst of our uh, uh, having to just follow him blindly, uh, in a blind faith, if you will, that we had to keep our eyes on him. He was taking care of us. We, we, I can only imagine what that water must have tasted like uh, coming from that rock, coming from the Most High. What was that about? What was really going on? That it says that manna, it, it, it fit everybody's taste buds. He took care, he was taking care of us completely. Reading on. Uh, what verse you in? 16. Go ahead. Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 16 reads, But they and our fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks, and hearkened not to thy commandments. So for everything the Most High was doing for us, 
It says, we, got, we dealt how proudly, and we hardened our necks. I'm not going to let you turn me this way. I'm hell-bent on doing things my way. I'm hell-bent on how I see things. I'm hell-bent on how I'm putting things together, even though it should be obvious who destroyed the Egyptians for me, the Most High. Who had me walk through the Red Sea, the Most High. Who's provided this water for me, the Most High. Who provided this food for me, the Most High. But we had the audacity to get proud and now not listen. We had the audacity in the midst of all that the Most High was doing, we had the audacity not think it was about us. That it was, it was our decisions, it was our power, it was, it was, it was from our might, the, the, the blood and sweat of what we were going through, that that's why we were surviving. And then we, we got so proud, we're going to get mad at the Most High for saving us. <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, really? That's what, that's, that's what we did. How do we got to keep looking up to follow you? Maybe we want to go check this out over here. Maybe I want to open my, up my imagination. Maybe I want to think outside the box. Maybe there's something over here in this other ditch, in this other wilderness, that maybe I don't want to keep having to follow you, God. Maybe there's some things that I want to accomplish in my life. Why do I got to keep following you for my food, for my water, for my everything? Why do I got to keep doing it your way? Why do I got to be obedient? Why can't I do it my way? I'm a grown-ass man, grown-ass woman. I don't even know if I really want to be an Israelite. Why do I got to follow you to survive? Reading on. And, yeah, if, chapter nine. And, and if anybody would like to come and expound, uh, they deal proudly. Because I've been getting this a lot lately also. Well, he didn't say that, that, that all that you're saying, Mashaba. You explain to me what it means they dealt proudly then. Please explain to me then what it means they dealt proudly and hardened their necks. Oh, I get it. You don't read, but now you want to, you think you have something to say because you don't read, but now you have an argument to try and now say that what I'm saying and teaching is wrong. And you don't read, you don't study shit, but now you can say, well, Mashallah, you don't say that. How do you know that's what it's talking about? Let, let's keep reading. Go ahead. Con, Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 17 reads, and refused to obey. Neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst among them, but hardened their necks, and in their rebellion appointed a captain to return to their bondage. But thou art a, a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and forsookest them not. Who? We pissed the most out so many times. We got, we got to the point where we're going to hire, we're going we gonna to raise up our own captive to lead us back to Egypt. 
in the midst of God freeing and destroying Egypt for us. <coughs> but it says, but God, who is ready to pardon, gracious, merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, forsook him not. He didn't go ahead and raise up, kill all of us and raise up rocks to worship him. Which he was, was but that but we provoked him to that point with our foolishness. With our as as what, what, what word was used? Our rebellion. God still kept his word, still kept his promise to Abraham. And Jacob. Reading on. Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 18 reads, Yeah, when they had made them a molten cast and said, This is thy God that brought thee up out of Egypt. And people get, I'm sorry, people get mad when their name gets slandered. Somebody said this about me. I didn't do that. I didn't say that. And we're ready, we're ready to get a gun. We're ready to go to blows when somebody lied on me. Somebody called, uh, 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 put my name in some, 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 some business that they had no business put my name in. We'll, we, we get, we'll go through those emotions as, as, as people. We think God will get mad that now he's the one who brought us out of Egypt, did all the great things he was doing for us out of Egypt, and now we come and put it in our own minds and actually build a golden calf and say this what we built is what saved us. What I put together saved me. Read. And had wrought great provocations. Yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud departed not from them by day, and to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night, to show them light and the way wherein they should go. He still kept guiding us. He still kept guiding us. Now, whether we refuse to want to follow the guidance or not, he still kept guiding us. Read. Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 20 reads, Thou gavest also thy good spirit to instruct them. He gave his what? Thy good spirit to instruct them. He gave us his good spirit to instruct us. Read. And withheld this not thy manna from their mouth, and gavest them water for their thirst. Yeah, Forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. Their clothes, clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. Forty years of walking, and your feet don't swell? <laughs> Man. I, <laughs> I wonder how, I mean, if your feet didn't swell... Your knees had to be doing good, bro. <laughs> yes. 
Reading on. Moreover, thou gavest them kingdoms and nations and didst divide them into corners. So they possessed the land of Sihon and the land of the king of Heshbon and the land of Og, king of Bashan. Their children also multipliedest thou as the stars of heaven and broughtest them into the land concerning which thou hadst promised to their fathers that they should go in to possess it. So the children went in and possessed the land, and thou subduest before them the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, and gave, gavest them into their hands with their kings and the people of the land that they might do with them as they would as they took strong cities and a fat land and possessed houses full of all goods, wells digged, vineyards and olive yards and fruit trees in abundance. So they did eat and were filled and became fat and delighted themselves in thy great goodness. Yep, go ahead. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee and cast thy law behind their backs, and slew thy prophets which testified against them to turn them to thee, and they wrought great provocations. Nevertheless, verse 26, nevertheless. Nevertheless, uh, I, 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 okay, come on. Nevertheless, they were disobedient. I, 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 I just want to reiterate verse 26. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Nevertheless, they were disobedient and rebelled against thee, and cast thy law behind their backs. Cast the way the most high wants things done behind our backs. Read. And slew thy prophets, which testified against them to turn them to thee. And they wrought great provocations. Verse 27. Therefore thou deliveredest them into the hand of their enemies who vexed them. And in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven, and according to thy manifold mercies, thou gavest them saviors, who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. If we're dealing with salvation, as we're dealing with salvation, we're seeing that from verse 27, that we were delivered into the hand of our enemies who did vex us. And in the time of our trouble, when we cried unto, unto the Most High, the Most High heard from heaven, and according to his manifold mercies, thou gavest them or gave us saviors. To save us from the hand of our enemies that we were delivered to, because of our behavior. Because we rebelled against God. Because we threw God's ways and laws behind us. We got hard-headed, stiff-necked, and very rebellious. So we were delivered to, in bondage to our enemies. But once we came back together, we, we, we 
found our minds. We, we lost our minds. We found our minds. We cried to the Most High, and the Most High sent what? The Most High sent so saviors. Right. Gave us saviors. them saviors who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. Whenever we look at Old Testament salvation, the scriptures in dealing with salvation, it was always the Most High sending salvation to the Israelites from people who had us in captivity. That's what it was always the nation being saved from captivity, being saved from oppression. That's all you read about from the Old Testament. And whenever he sent, and yes, that was saviors, plural. Because the Israelites went into captivity many times, plural. Then we got our mind, we, we, we got our minds back, and then he would always send a savior. From there, <clears throat> let's go to Judges chapter 2, we'll start verse 11. We're going to be Judges chapter 2, we're going to be 11 through 15. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, you have to forgive me. Pages are still, still kind of new. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. All right. So we're in Judges chapter 2, starting at verse 11. Yep. And it reads, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Baalim. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and followed other gods, of the gods of the people that were round about them, and bowed themselves unto them, and provoked the Lord to anger. I mean, we, we always be in this, this, this we, we always catch this mindset of, what did I do to deserve this? Where's the justice at? But we, we, we never, never, never consider how much we have pissed the most high off. It never really comes to our minds how much we keep angering God, the, the most high. We, we, we always want to get caught up into this thing about how come God never considers or thinks about what I've been going through. And, and, and we come in, in, that, from, from in that mindset, again, as if we're the victims. We never consider how much we have pissed God off before it got to this point. That never comes to mind. It's always from just the point of what do I do that I got to go through this. But we never, as if God is just that unjust, as if God is really that unfair, We never, ever want to look at All we ever look at is how we get offended. All we ever look at is how we get offended, we get, uh, uh, we get used, we get threatened, 
We get abused. We, we go through things where I'm not being considered. I'm not being thought about. But we never, ever, ever, ever look at we started this shit. We'll look at, at, at the audacity of others like, how could they be so selfish? How come they don't ever think about what I'm going through? But the thought is never, damn, this is how I treat other people. It's always from the point of, I, I should be allowed to think what I want to think, feel how I want to feel, and everybody should adjust to, I should be the center of everybody's world. And everybody should be considering and thinking about what I'm going through, how I feel, what, what I think, and, and, and what's going on in my life. I don't think about nobody else. I only think about what I'm going through. I don't consider nobody else. But how dare somebody else do this to me? That's never considered. And then let somebody show you what you do to others, and it's like you don't have you don't have my my good. Uh, you don't you don't have you don't have my my good at, at at hand. You're not really in this for me. You're not really doing this. You're not you don't really take the time to see where I'm coming from. You don't take the time to really stop and consider what 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 I what I've been through. So you're you're toxic. You, you you never want to really think about <clears throat> just what I'm going through. And if, if you would let me explain that if you can see what I've been through, then that will justify why I can be selfish, prideful, stubborn, inconsiderate, um, and, and, and how I'm the victim. But you never take the time to see and hear that. You always want to keep trying to show me that in the eyes of God, I'm wrong. That is me. And I'm trying to show you it's not me. I am the most considered person I know. I am the most loving person I know. I am the most forgiving person I know. I am the most patient person I know. And I am getting tired of the BS. And now I want revenge. And now I want justice. But it's never a consideration of this is, this is me. And this is a result of me doing me. That I've been doing stuff to piss the most high off. I've been selfish. I've been into my mind. And then, like we're just reading here, what was that, in verse uh, 15? No, verse 11? Verse and 11. Children, go ahead. No, no, uh, it was verse verse 12. Con. Um, yeah, Judges chapter 2 and verse 12. And, and it reads, And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them. I'm, and following, bow- I'm following what everybody else is doing. I'm not following the scriptures. I'm not following the most high. I'm doing what everybody else is doing. Everybody else acts this way, so why are you getting mad at me for just acting the way everybody else acts? 
Everybody else is selfish, so what's wrong with me now being selfish? Everybody else is doing what they like, so why, why is it you that said the same about me doing what I want to do? That ain't fair. That ain't right. I'm only doing what I see everybody else doing. What is this, jump on me day? How come you go say something about what I'm doing, but you don't say nothing about what everybody else is doing? Why are you picking on me? Why, why, if you don't get on me, then you should be getting on everybody else also. I'm only following what I saw everybody else doing, but you're going to single me out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're being singled out because God said he only chastises who? Whom he loves. The ones he loves. We follow uh, those that are round about them and bow themselves unto them and provoke the Lord to anger. I'm doing things the way everybody else does things, and I'm using that for justification, and I'm going to get mad that why am I the one getting in trouble for doing what everybody else is doing? Verse 13. Con. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them, and he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about. And the Most High sold us into the hand of, the, of our enemies round about. Right? So that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil. Wherever we went out, the hand of the Lord was against us for evil. Whatever it is we try, try to put together, the hand of the Lord was against us for evil. It didn't work. Read. As the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. So when we're going now, through mental changes, I can't figure out my, my, my mind. I've got this type of stress. i got this type of depression. i got this type of whatever going on. Yet there's a reason for it. We've been unfaithful. Now, one thing we didn't read in this chapter, we started, we started at verse 11. But if you read the start, it, we're not going to do it right now. But if a person goes back in their, in their studies, I, I don't know why I even said that. But if a person does go back and study, just read the rest of this, the, the top of this chapter, first from verse 2, I mean, verse Judges chapter 2, starting verse 1, and read down, you'll see where the Most High, he did not destroy all the nations when we came to the, into Canaan, which would have made it what? That would have made it easy for Israel. But the most I said, he tell that he left the nation there to see if we would follow the nations or follow him. What choice were we gonna make? For all he's done for us, delivering before he delivered us from the Egyptians, the ten plagues that hit Egypt, and we got a chance to see and witness and experience his his salvation. Walking through the Red Sea seeing the Egyptian army swallowed up in the Red Sea as they tried to come after us. 
getting to, uh, 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 getting to, to the Mount Sinai, hearing his actual voice, being fed the, being fed the manna, being fed the, the, the water. We complained. We got fed the quail. All the great things he did for us coming out of Egypt, then finally getting to the promised land. And then getting to the promised land, and it's saying, he, he didn't destroy all the nations. He purposely said, I left them to prove you, to see, are you going to follow the nation or are you going to follow me? He tested us. That tempt. He don't tempt us. He, t- he wanted to see what choices were we going to make. Be damned in that each and every time we choose not to follow him. We don't choose him. But he'll he'll leave it there for you. I I showed you all this good <clears throat> and now here's the nations. Now which one are you gonna choose? It's not like you're stepping into this blind. <clears throat> we have seen what all the Most High has done. Yet the wars that we won, the battles that we won, was because our God, the Most High, was with us. That there was armies. There's no way we could have, just in ourselves, defeated these armies. And by the way, a lot of these armies were defeated. There's no way that, that, that was what we came up with on our own. There's no way. Cool. So I've done this now. But I've left some of these nations here. I want to see what y'all going to follow. I want to see what your love is. I want to see what you're going to choose. And Israelites, each and every goddamn time, we choose the nations. We choose not to follow him. And the thing, the ways of the Most High is too hard. It's too much. I feel like a prisoner. I don't feel like I'm free. I don't feel like I, I, I'm free to express myself. I just want to have fun. Each and every time we do this, So the most I didn't list these nations that we, that we chose over him. Cool, get them. Since you, love, you, since you love them more than you love me, then go with them and see how they treat you. And each and every time these nations, they vex us. They tax us. They oppress us. Every time we choose to love them and not the most high. Each and every time. Then all of a sudden we, we come crying. Oh, God, I should have never left you. Oh, God. Oh, God, I didn't know. Oh, God. He did this to me. He does that to me. They treat me like this. Oh, God. All right, cool. Come. Once I take this back, he has sent a deliverer. But we have a constant pattern of not choosing the Most High, showing I, I don't love you, God. 
I, uh, we always choose something else. Something that lets me get in touch with my emotions. Something that lets me get in touch with my feelings. Each and every time we choose this. This has been the history of Israel, but you know, the stuff, this is stuff that you won't learn going to church where all you got was the New Testament and, and you know, Bible study was about having cake and, and, and just singing. How the hell is Bible study just singing? That's, that's really your Bible study, just singing? You just sing. And if that to you is a connection to God because you're singing, not reading, not studying, singing. That's your connection to God. Okay. Let's read. Uh, let's read Judges chapter two, verse sixteen through twenty-three. Now, <clears throat> Judges uh, chapter two, starting at verse sixteen, reads: Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them, and yet they would not hearken unto their judges, but they went a whoring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. And when the Lord raised them up judges, then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it is repented the Lord because of their groanings by reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them. They ceased not from their own doings nor from their stubborn way. We cease not from what? From their own doings. We cease not from our own doings, and we turn not from what? From their own, nor from their stubborn way. We stay stubborn, and, and we're going to do what we want to do. We stay like this. Go ahead. Verse 20. And the, verse 20. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he said, because that this people have transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and have not hearkened unto my voice, I also will not henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations which Joshua left when he died. This is crazy. This, this, this is crazy. You mean I say this is crazy? Has anybody noticed that? This is only Judges chapter 2. Joshua dies at the end of Joshua chapter 30 and, and verse whatever. The books of the Bible. The books right. of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, and Judges. <laughs> one, one, one 
one book one book into uh <laughs> without without the uh, right Todd, from Joshua <laughs> and Joshua there's 24 books in Joshua 24 books or chapters and 18 verses in the book of Joshua. Joshua dies at the end. Joshua chapter 24, verse 18, Joshua's dead. Guess what book follows after Joshua chapter 24, verse 18? Judges. <laughs> exactly. Judges chapter 1, verse 1. From Judges chapter 1, verse 1, we're only in the second book, the second chapter of Judges, and look at what look at what pattern is already being told about us. We're reading about the history of the Israelites from Joshua chapter twenty four, verse eighteen, to Judges the second chapter. This is what's already being recorded about us. That you know was really even, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, please, you know, go ahead. Even crazier is Joshua is right after Moses. <laughs> Bring it out. Bring it out. <laughs> right right after Moses just gave us the, the commandments and what and told us what would happen if we didn't follow. And then Joshua lives and in, in, in judges us correctly and, and brings us into the promised land. And brings us into the promised land. And as soon as he's gone, and, and we had, which means we had two deliverers, right? That that They would be considered, right? I mean, the Heavenly Father, of course, but as we just read, the, the saviors, we we keep going back to them as, as soon as. And we got a double, a double with Moses and then Joshua. And yeah. then it's, <laughs> that, that's, that's the point I'm trying to bring out is we got a double mercy. And we didn't even make it to the second chapter <laughs> of Judges. Of, of Judges. Wow. And I'm sorry. It, there's 24 chapters in Judges, but there's 33 verses. I'm sorry. There's 24 chapters in Joshua, and there's 33 verses. Let me see this here. Joshua lived 110 years old. I'm just going to find that. It's uh, it's in um, the 29th verse of uh, the 24th chapter. If you got to read it, sir. Con. Um, Joshua chapter 24, verse 29, it says, And it came to pass after these things that Joshua 
the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. Read on. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnath Sarah, which is the mount which is in Mount Ephraim, on the north side of the hill of Gosh. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua, and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. And the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, buried they in Shechem, in a parcel of ground which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for an hundred pieces of silver. And it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died, and they buried him in a hill that pertained to Phinehas, his son, which was given him in Mount Ephraim. All right, so that's Joshua, 24-33. Then we get to Judges chapter 1. Now after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord who shall go uh, up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them, but then go to Judges chapter 2, verse 1. <laughs> Judges chapter 2, verse 1. And the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bukhaim and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you in unto the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. Ye shall throw down their altars, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Why have ye done this? Wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be a snare unto you. And it came to pass, when the angel of the Lord spake these words unto all the children of Israel, that the people lifted up their voice and wept. And they called the name of that place Bohaim. And they sacrificed there unto the Lord. Now, and when, that, what verse is that? What verse is that? That's five. That's in chapter five. Let's go ahead and jump down to verse, where were we? We're in verse 20. Con. So in, in, in 15 verses? <laughs> Again, I, verse 20. Con. Um, Judges chapter uh, 2 and verse 20 reads, And the anger of the Lord was hot 
against Israel. And he said, because that this people hath transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and have not hearkened unto my voice, I will. I also will not henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations which Joshua left when he died, that through them I may prove Israel whether they will keep the way of the Lord to walk therein as their fathers did keep it or not. Therefore, the Lord left those nations without driving them out hastily, neither delivered he them into the hand of Joshua. Cool. Uh, let's go to Judges chapter 3. Sorry, verse Con. Con. Judges chapter 3 and verse 1. Oh, one more, what, just one more thing before I start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do, please do. You know, in 20, um, it, we lost our name and everything because he said, and the, and the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he said, because that this people. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's pissed. Now, I mean, man, when you can't even call somebody by their name, (laughs) exactly. Um, So, Judges chapter three and verse one. We're going to read one through six now. Go ahead. Con. Now, these are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel by them even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan. So now I, I, I wanted to read this here also in this history because there was a lot of Israelites who never, at this time now, from Judges chapter 3, who never, never had to fight in a war. Now, as much as we lean on Exodus chapter 15, verse 3, that the Lord's a man of war, what this is talking about here in Judges, the third chapter, about why the Lord left these nations to prove Israel, even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan, that now we, we're in the promised land. We, 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 we've conquered and occupied the promised land. But there are still a lot of Israelites who never, to, to, who never partook in those wars. This wasn't for just the training up in, in, in martial arts and military tactics. This was for us to now be able to, for those people who never understood or saw how the Most High fought for the Israelites, how the Most High is the one who brought the victory for us. Yes, we were in our armies. Yes, we were in our, in our uniforms. Yes, um, we had weapons. Yes. But the only reason that we won those battles, it wasn't because of how much we trained. It wasn't because of how much we dedicated to to the martial arts, it was because of God being with us, the Most High being with us. So now here in Judges chapter 3, verse 1, there were a lot of Israelites who never had a chance to witness God fighting for us, God being on our side, we pleasing God so that he delivered the land of Canaan into our hands. At this time, this, this point in history, a lot of Israelites have never experienced that. So their whole idea about warfare, 
Their whole idea about how, how, how things are done, it was warped. It wasn't clear. So the most I left these nations said, now for these Israelites who are now growing up, now they can see how when God is with us, no one can stand before us. And it had nothing to do with how much training we did. It had nothing to do with, with, with us making sure we built bigger and better weapons, with us making sure we had bigger and better armor. That didn't have nothing to do with it. It was not for these Israelites now to see when we please God and we have the most high on our side, he literally fights for us. Reading on, verse 2. Con, Judges chapter 3 and verse 2 reads, <clears throat> Only that the generations of the children of Israel might know to teach them war at the least such as the four knew nothing thereof. Go ahead. Namely, five lords of the Philistines and all the Canaanites and all the Sidonians and the Hivites that dwelt in Mount Lebanon from the Mount, from Mount Baal, Hermon, unto the entering in of Hamath. And they were to prove Israel by them to know whether they would hearken unto the commandments of the Lord, which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. The only reason the Most High left these nations, and for us to have to go to war with these nations, was to see, but we're going to follow the Most High's commandments. That's the only reason Most High left them. That's the only reason why these wars were still there. Were we going to follow the Most High's commandments and have the Most High deliver these, these nations? Or were we going to think it's about us? That we are the ones doing the conquering. That we are the ones getting ourselves the victory. Reading on. God. Judges chapter 3 and verse 5. Reads, and the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, Hittites and Amorites and Perizzites and Hivites and Jebusites. And they took their daughters to be their wives and gave their daughters to their sons and served their gods. Uh, so here we go again. We didn't keep the commandments of the Most High. Now we started mingling, having their kids with our kids and our kids with their kids. We started mingling, and then we started serving their gods. The most High left them in the land to see who do we love more, the most High or our own way of doing things. That's why it says, St. John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's, that's pretty plain and simple. If we love God, we'll keep his commandments. If we don't love God, we won't keep his commandments. It, 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 it really is that cut and dry. It really is that black and white. Now, let's go ahead and read uh, Judges chapter 3, verse 7 through 11. We're going to read about the Judge Othanel, or one of the saviors called Othanel. Judges chapter 3, verse 7 through 11. 
time. Judges chapter 3, verse um, 7 reads, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot the Lord their God and served Baalim and the groves. I mean, I know it's getting redundant, but damn. We're only in the third chapter of Judges. The children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot the Lord their God. We forgot the Most High. And served Balaam and the groves. Go ahead. Therefore the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of Kushan. Wait, Kushan Raishatha. Kushan Raishatha. Sa'aim, okay. Kushan Raishatha'aim, king of Mesopotamia. I'm sorry. And we said... We said the hand of the king of Mesopotamia. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. King of Mesopotamia and the children of Israel served Kushan Reich Asa'im eight years. Now, and one thing I was, I was curious about, God, and then I came back to my senses, what does it mean to serve uh, by limb and the groves? And I was about to go into a, a deep ass study with this, but then I, I, the, the spirit, now you say the spirit, but then I came back to say why. And I wanted, I wanted, uh, first I wanted to research this and really bring it out, but then I was like, why? Because this is what this is what we'll, we'll do. This is what people will do. We'll go and find out what what it means to serve uh, Balim and and the groves. And then we as Israelites would just say, well, I'm not doing that, so it must be okay. <laughs> right. But we'll forget the, the part right before that that says, and we forgot the Lord our God. We won't get to the part where it says, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and we forgot the Lord our God to keep his commandments. That he gets very, he does state very clearly, it gets very detailed. Now he wants to like things done. We won't look at that, but then we want to get caught up into, well, what were the groves? What, what does it mean to serve by, by, uh, by limb? Oh, well, no, I don't think The serve by limb is, is um, an asterisk, uh, is uh, serving poles. So today's modern day serving a pole would be a stripper club. So a lot of it is about, well, I'll be going to a stripper club, so I must be okay. Well, that ain't me. Well, what else are you forgetting about the Most High? So, it, I, I, the point here being, just like, and even like you, you read about um, whatever his name is, the name ain't important. What's the point the Most High wants us to see? Why is this really written? It's, it's how we keep forgetting the Most High. And getting caught up into the people around us, getting caught up into our emotions, getting caught up into our feelings, and we forget the most high. And then even, even more so, well, let, let's keep reading. What, what happens when we do this? Let's keep reading. Time. <clears throat> Judges chapter 3 and verse 9. 
And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel who delivered the, the them. Most, the most I did what? He raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel. To everybody. To, to Israel. No, to the whole world. Israel, to the children of Israel. He, he sent a deliverer for the children <coughs> of Israel. I don't want to forget what the, the, the beginning topic of what this fast was about, about the saviors, the deliverers, um, salvation to the children of Israel. Now, as we go back and now look through the Old Testament, as we go back now and we look through these scriptures, what is it that we're seeing? And I know it's a lot, but I want us to check out and see how the Lord sent a deliverer for whom the children of Israel? We already read he sent saviors from Nehemiah for the children of Israel. He sent a deliverer for the children of Israel. Not a religion, not a church, not a cult, but for the children of Israel. And we had to cry unto the Lord our God. We had to gather ourselves together, confess what we did to the Most High, and then the Most High sent a deliverer to the children of Israel. We're going to see, brothers and sisters, that this pattern has been repeated throughout history. Salvation, a deliverer, a savior, was always to the children of Israel, the nation of Israel. Let's keep reading now. Let's keep reading. Con. And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel who delivered them, even Othniel or Othniel. Is it Othniel? Othniel? That's cool. Yes. Yeah. Con, the son of Canaz, Caleb's younger brother. And the spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he judged Israel and went out to war. And the Lord delivered Kushan Raashtaim, king of Mesopotamia, into his hand. And his hand prevailed against Kushan Raashtaim. And the land had rest 40 years. And Asnael the son of Kanaz died. Cool. Do you, do you have a Josephus on you? I do. Then let's go to Antiquities of the Jews, Book 5, Chapter 3. Let's go to Antiquities of the Jews, Book 5, Chapter 3. Antiquities of the Jews, Book 5, Chapter 3, how the Israelites after this misfortune grew wicked and served the Assyrians, and how 
God delivered them by Athanel, who ruled over them 40 years. Cool. So let's jump down to uh, paragraph number two. Con. Paragraph number two. And it reads, the Israelites grew so indolent and unready of taking pains that misfortunes came heavier upon them. So now the word indolent, I, just want, I, I got it right here. I'm going to read it. From the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, this is indolent. It says, habitually idle or indisposed to labor, lazy, listless, sluggish, indulging in ease, applied to persons, um, inactive, idle, um, uh, free from pain. So it says, the Israelites grew so indolent or we grew so lazy. We grew so indisposed to labor. We grew, we grew so imposed to sluggishness. We grew so, so indulging in ease that and unready of taking pains that misfortunes came heavier upon them. That in our, the mindset of us, it, we were so, we got to a point where, and we're going to read, read a little bit more, we literally despised doing things the most high's way. Because the most high's way was inconvenient for what we considered to be easy. How many times do, do, do Israelites, we as Israelites find ourselves saying, there's got to be an easier way? There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a wiser way. I know myself have found myself saying, saying this. There's got to be an easier way. Why has it got to be like this? Why has it got to be so hard? Why has it got to be such a battle to serve God? If, if we're not careful, we, we won't understand that this is the same mentality that our forefathers took when it came to turning against the Most High. That it starts with those little seeds. It starts with those little thoughts. Why has it got to be so hard? Why can't I just do it this way? This is more easier for me. This is more convenient for me. Are we sure we're using wisdom? How do we know this is the right way? To me, it seems like it'd be easier, it'd be better, it'd be wiser if we did it this way because I like it this way. I'm more kind of accustomed to doing things this way. Why do I got to change and conform and submit to it being this way? Why can't you submit to me? Why is it always got to be your way? Why can't I be the HIMC sometimes? Why can't you consider what I'm going through sometimes? These are the things, brother and sister, that we ain't careful. We want to be in the exact same Israelites that we're reading about. That we'll let these thoughts carry us completely the hell away because it's about now my ease, my comfort, my convenience, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and that the ways of the Most High is too hard. It's too much. And then that whole mentality starts to come in. Well, maybe I'm not an Israelite. Maybe I'm not an Israelite because this is just too hard. This is just too much. You're being extra. Let's keep reading, sir, uh, from, from Josephus. Con. Uh, we're in the Josephus, uh, Antiquity of the Jews, Chapter 3, um, Paragraph uh, 2. Mm-hmm. The, Israelites, the Israelites grew so indolent 
and unready of taking pains, that misfortunes came heavier upon them, which also proceeded in part from their contempt of the divine worship. It says from our contempt of the divine worship, contempt, the act of despising divine worship, the act of viewing or considering and treating as mean, that to do things the way the most high wants things done is mean. The act of despising, the act of viewing or considering and treating as mean, vile and worthless. To worship the most high the way he wants to be worshipped, the Israelites looked at it as being mean, as vile. To do things the way the most high wants things done is worthless. This is the mentality we took and we take. We treat it with disdain, hatred of what is mean or deemed vile. We think we will actually get the mindset that the way the most high wants things done is vile. It's disgusting because it's not easy or convenient for me. I have to apply my mind to serve God. I have to make my put, get my mind and force my mind on what God wants. And we as Israelites get to the point where we think that that's mean, that's vile, that that's worthless, and we despise that way. Why can't I do it my way? That we have a contempt of the divine worship. Demons number three says, in law, meaning disobedience of the rules and orders of a court. Whose court now? The most highest. Disobedience of the rules and orders of God. That, that we, gotta, we have a contempt of the divine worship. <clears throat> I don't want to be in God's order. I don't have to think about how God wants things done. I want to be able to just experience and feel what I feel and do things the way I do things. And I still want to be accepted. Why do I have to serve God in fear or serve God that if I don't do God's ways, he's going to get mad at me? That's mean. That's cruel. That's not fair. Please read Antiquity of the Jews, chapter 5, paragraph 3, number 2 again. Yes, sir. The Israelites grew so indolent and unready of taking pains that misfortunes came heavier upon them, which also proceeded in part from their contempt of the divine worship. For when they had once fallen off from regularity of their political government, they indulged themselves further in living according to their own pleasure and according to their own will, till they were full of the evil doings that were common among the Canaanites. God, therefore, was angry with them, and they lost that their happy state which they had obtained by innumerable labors by their luxury. For when Kushan, king of the Assyrians, 
had made war against them, they lost many of their soldiers in the battle. And when they were besieged, they were taken by force. Nay, there were some who, out of fear, voluntarily submitted to him. And though the tribute laid upon them was more than they could bear, yet did they pay it and underwent all sort of oppression for eight years, after which time they were freed from them in the following manner. Cool. Paragraph three. But uh, at Caesar the Jews, book five, paragraph three. Now we're reading number three. Go ahead. Con. There was one whose name was Othniel, the son of Canaz, of the tribe of Judah, an active man and of great courage. He had an admonition from God not to overlook the Israelites in such a distress as they were now in but to endeavor boldly to gain them their liberty. So when he had procured some to assist him in this dangerous undertaking, and few they were who either out of shame at their present circumstances or out of a desire of changing them could be prevailed on to assist him. He first of all destroyed the garrison which Kushan had set over them. But when it was perceived that he had not failed in his first attempt, more of the people came to his assistance. So they joined battle with the Assyrians and drove them entirely before them and compelled them to pass over Euphrates. Hereupon, Othniel, who had given such proofs of his valor, received from the multitude authority to judge the people, and when he had ruled over them 40 years, he died. Cool. <clears throat> so this was, was again, we had, we, we've had judges and saviors and deliverers from Moses to Joshua, and now we're reading about the first, the first judge or the first savior in, uh, in Arsenal. But in understanding, the need for there to be saviors, plural, is because of our behavior. Because we literally fight against God. We literally hated doing things God's way. We really got more caught up into how can it be more easy for me? How can I make things more easy for me? That we literally through God's laws, statutes, commandments, his way of doing things, we threw them out. Because then we couldn't serve ourselves. We couldn't serve our own pleasures. We couldn't serve our own luxuries. But then we finally came together as a nation. And as a nation of people, we cried to the Most High and we confessed our sins to, to, to the Most High. And then he would send saviors. This one's name had to be uh, Athanel. Athanel. And let me, let, me, let me do this real quick also. Uh, um, sir. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Real, real quick. Um, did you did you catch where it said, but 
when it was perceived that he had not failed in his first attempt. <laughs> bring it out, bring it out, bring it out, bring it out. More of the people came to his assistance. So he 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 had to you know you know where 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 um Christ says that the Jews require a sign. <laughs> you know, it, it, it took him to to be for the for the Heavenly Father to 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 bless him to not fail before we even came together <laughs> to to assist him even is that we we had to see that before we came to his assistance. So if he had, let's say he hadn't have been successful, the Most High hadn't have blessed him, then he would have just been put to death. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's just amazing what has to be done in, in order to, I guess, spark our faith. I guess uh, spark sure. our 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 love to acknowledge uh, the things that the Heavenly Father does for us. You know, I can see that. I can see that. All right, Asanel in Hebrew would be Asan Yaala. Well, let me see here, Sam. Let me go back here. I find your olive, which the Strongs has it as force of God. That's a powerful name. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm jealous. No, I'm just <laughs> That's powerful, bro. That is wow. Wow. So again, the Israelites have had we've had many deliverers. We've had many saviors throughout our history. And if you don't go back and, and from from again, Second Timothy chapter three, verse fifteen, and if from a child, my son, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise to salvation. If we we don't go back and I know we just did a lot of reading. I know we just did a lot of reading. But if we don't read how how is anybody going to get a, a a smidget of a clue about what God's salvation is? You 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 will spend a lot of worthless, wasteless time just working on your credit, working on on stockpiling weapons, working on stockpiling whatever, and thinking that that's going to be how you're going to be saved. You will spend a whole lot of hell of a time uh, acquiring college debt, uh, thinking that it's about now getting a degree, getting this because that's going to be salvation. No. When the Bible is talking about being saved and talking about salvation, it was always salvation was always, from the biblical point of view, it was always the children of Israel being saved from our, from our enemies and from the hands of all that hated us because we pissed God off to be put in the hand of our enemies and of all that hated us. So it's not going to be because we're not in the hand of our enemies because we didn't all get a bunch of degrees. 
We're not in the hands of our enemies because we didn't go vote. We're not in the hands of our enemies because we didn't work on our credit and our credit score. We're in the hands of our enemies because we weren't, we as a nation stopped serving our God. So, brothers and sisters, we are at a point now where we have to gather ourselves together. And, 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 and this, this thing where we see so many Israelites starting to wake up, which is such a beautiful thing. So many Israelites starting to wake up to, to, to the truth of their nationality. The truth of their identity is a very beautiful thing. But let's not get it twisted. That just because I find out who I am, then I'm just supposed to be, I'm supposed to have my credit score fixed. I'm supposed to get the, 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 the big house of prosperity. My, my car is never going to break down. You're living in a fantasy. I hope for this class here, and this is this is part four of biblical salvation. This was part four of biblical salvation, and I hope I'm hoping that that people were able to get some, some edification. And again, I know we did a lot of reading. I know we did a lot of reading, but I, I don't I don't know how else to bring all this information out. I'm I'm, I'm not a great orator. I'm really not. There, there's some people. I've watched some of the Daniels. Uh, from IUICs, they bring out some information, but they have a four-hour class. They have three and four-hour classes, but they, they bring out so much scriptures and, ref, and 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 other references, reference book information. It, it's damn it mind-boggling. It's damn it mind-boggling. So again, uh, uh, brother Gabar, any 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 announcements? Anything? Um. No. Um, um, no, not 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 right now. Not right now. Not at this. There may be, you know, in the future, but you know, for 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 now, um, you know, just just being being uh, blessed and and uh, blessed with the opportunity to uh, to help. Along alongside you um, is all the announcement that that I have right now. Just, just cool, cool, just cool. All right. Well, it's looking like I can't tell when it happened. They ended our show, and I don't know when they ended it. So me and you just did all this reading, and I don't know uh-huh. if it was, that was just for our edification. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I think you you get about what thirty, maybe an hour extra, maybe. I mean, we've we've yeah, we checked it before, right? Right. We we checked on it before, and when we went like, and like hour and twenty minutes, and after the countdown, and um, it it was in there, so. You know, it is a possibility. I'm, I'll check it out because I, no, I like maybe. to go back and I like I like to go back and listen, uh, listen, and you know, especially to pick up notes that I might have missed while I was while I was reading. Okay. All right. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see this here. Let me see this here. 
I'll give me two seconds, two seconds. Come on, magnifier. Right, it's not going to give it to me. All right. Yeah, it said the episode ended. It said the episode ended. All right, cool. All right, with that, let me see if I can end this, end this fast, bro. Um, with that, Israel, we're going to say shalom. I'm going to go ahead and hang up and goodbye. I'm going to call you right back. Or come right back. Come right back. All right, Israel, shalom. Shalom.